0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Dude Therapist. Today's biggest theme is that different is not bad. Different makes you human. And we have an amazing guest coming at us this week with such knowledge and experience that moved me and I hope inspires you. Alyssa Cleland was born in Ukraine and then adopted At the age of four, where she moved to the U.S. to be with her new family, she has a rare condition, one in a million. That's right. She is one in a million called, now excuse me if I get this wrong, paraxial tibial hemimelia, which caused her right tibia, her shin, to not develop. Because of this, she had to have her right lower leg amputated so she could wear prosthetics and walk, coupled with PTH. She also has a disease which caused her to only have four fingers on each hand with the middle finger being the missing digit. And there are so many different things about her, which makes her amazing. And aside from being a para dressage, she leads a very normal life. Social media is her full-time job where she works to bridge the gap. Between two-leggers and amputees, Alyssa started her journey in social media over four years ago, sharing about the everyday struggles that an amputee goes through to live a normal life. Being authentic is the number one goal, and being able to share the good and bad times that come with life and a disability have been at the forefront of her social media platform. Oh, and by the way, she rides horses and is trying to get into the Paralympics. No biggie, but let's get right into it with this amazing person. Welcome to this week's episode of The Dude Therapist. I'm so excited because I always love to create a space of safety and diversity on the podcast because we're all about wellness, motivation, and mental health. And today we have a very special guest, Alyssa Cleland, who is all about changing the face of what is considered normal. And you know, I talk about this in my therapy practice. So if you're a client of mine, you know, and I talk about this often on the podcast. I hate The word normal. I think that everyone has something that makes them unique, beautiful, and flawed because that's what human beings are. It makes you human. So, Alyssa, can you please introduce yourself to the listeners so they get to know who you are and we can get right into the interview?
1: Hi. uh, Well, I'm Alyssa, as he said. And I, a little introduction, I guess. Um, I'm currently 24, I live in the Dallas, Texas area. Um, And I'm sure we'll get into it more, but I'm missing my right leg um, and also my middle fingers, which is tragic, but we get through it. um, And yeah, that's that's a little introduction, but I want you all to listen to the podcast to really get to know me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No judgments yet. But it's funny that you said the middle finger thing, because I didn't know that until you shared a really funny video recently on social media. We're getting cut off in traffic and you couldn't do it.
1: Oh my God. Yes.
0: And I thought that was so funny. But I didn't realize because I would have never noticed or, or, or looked like the leg is a little different. Right. You can see that from afar. You can realize if someone has a real leg or, or an amputee or whatever that is or looks like. But I did not notice that. So I was very surprised and I went, oh, OK, cool. Thank um, you.
1: It's, it's honestly, yeah, I think with like the leg thing. So I'm missing my right leg. Um, I'm a right baloney amputee. Um, I've lost my leg at birth. I was born with a condition called paraxial tibial hemimelia. Um, this happens to one in a million people and it's really rare. Yeah, it's crazy. So you're um,
0: one in a million?
1: Literally. Uh, literally it's, it's one so in a million. <laughs> literally. Um. Anyways, so. And paired with PTH, um, that's like the little acronym for it because it's a long name. Um, it, you can get several different kind of things with it. So some people are missing kidneys, some people are missing fingers. like there's a few things that go along with it. So I have what's called ectrodactyly. and there's different like severities and ranges of it. I've met people that are missing, you know, more than three fingers, and I've met people that are just missing like the tops. So, like it's just all varied, and so for me, I'm missing my middle fingers, and unfortunately, I am also a very aggressive driver, and that does not help my situation <laughs> they at don't all. Don't
0: work together, basically.
1: They don't, but I'm sure the message still gets across. But um, yeah, and it's really funny though to like say that like you didn't notice it because obviously a lot of people will notice my leg right away especially because i'm usually wearing leggings just because they're more comfortable for me as an amputee or like shorts or stuff i don't really wear jeans that often and so obviously like everyone like that's where their eyes were drawn to and it's not until like you like start seeing me like do stuff with my hands that people notice my hands And honestly, growing up and even now still a little bit to this day, like I'm more self-conscious about my hands than I am my leg because it's like once people notice it, then they just stare at me and like my hands and like watch everything I do with them. And I'm like, oh, like, no, like, please don't like, you know, like (laughs) I'm more confident about my leg than I am my hands, which is really weird, but it's just where we are today.
0: (laughs) And this is something that you've been dealing with since you were born.
1: Yeah, so both of these—it's um, just a birth defect. Um, I was actually born in Ukraine, and so a lot of people think it has like something to do with like Chernobyl or stuff like that. Which I mean, maybe. Um, one of my exes thinks I'm like, uh, like I have a lineage with like some aliens back in like Russia. I don't know, probably. But I saw um, recently
0: but- someone, someone like a hater, commented on your on your social media about like talons and stuff like that, and yeah. it's just crazy. So I want to jump back a little bit in time to your childhood for a second. Okay. Now, we're not going to psychoanalyze. We're not here to therapeutize, which is a made up word. But um, I want to understand what it's like, because I know for me, I was bullied as a kid. Right. Yeah. And I had ADHD. Oh, I had ADHD. We're, we're twins. We're basically twins, nice. right? We're basically twins. Um, so I have ADHD and I struggle with my emotional regulation, conversational stuff and social skills. So I'll be made fun of a lot as a kid. But I had nothing physically, outwardly, quote-unquote, different. So what's that like? Because, you know, my daughter is learning. She's two years old. And she's learning what her toes are, what her hands are, what her legs are, what her nose, what her face, eyes, all the body parts. When you were a kid and you realized that something was different than the kids next to you, do you remember what that realization was? Or what that was like to go through that and go, oh, is something wrong with me?
1: Um... Honestly, I don't really think I ever thought something was wrong with me. Um, I feel like my family was really supportive and being like, this is just like how you are. Like you were born like this. Like it's not a big deal. Um, The only people that made it a big deal were strangers um, and people that bullied me and stuff. And so, but growing up, like I never had a negative view about myself, if that makes sense. I never, yeah. Thank you. I mean, I'm a really confident person and, A really positive person because you know i i know i was born this way i didn't choose to be born this way i literally i can't change myself at all and so i think it just comes down to like accepting who you are you know and i think the sooner that you can do that the better your life will be in the long run because Mm -hmm. there's no point on dwelling on a situation that you can't change, you know, like I literally like I cannot grow another leg, you know, like it's never going to happen. And I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I've come to peace with it, you know, a long time ago. And ever since I did that, I think I've just been able to like grow my confidence more and more. And so now that when people do make those kinds of comments on TikTok or do stare at me in stores and stuff, like it just doesn't like, yeah, it bothers me. I think it just more annoys me, (laughs) but it doesn't bother me as much as it did maybe
0: when I was younger. We should all have that attitude, you know, right? Things that we cannot change, we should have more confidence and not let it bother us. And it yes. takes a strong person. It takes a resilient, strong person to have that thought process. And oh. you know, when I when I when I found your account, I don't know, remember how, but it came up somewhere and I was just so amazed with your energy, positivity, and vibe. Because most people and most human beings, if they do have a struggle like being an amputee or being quote unquote, different. Now, I want to be very clear. When I use that word, I'm going to reiterate this about three more times. Different is not bad, right? Different makes the world diverse. It makes us unique. I'm not saying different in a judgmental way or a mean way. I'm just saying that you realize that you are not the person like you were next to you. Yeah. And sometimes it can be really shocking. When you were a kid, how did you combat or deal with the bullies or the kids who were Really uneducated and being ridiculously stupid. Um, right, that's what kids do. Yeah. Um, and and even now, haters, haters on social media, people sit behind and comment behind social media to be nasty for what? What was that comment for? The talons. That's ridiculous. So how do you handle that on a day-to-day basis, slash when you were a kid?
1: I think oh man. I think when I was a kid, like, I mean, I can't really like remember, like, I know I got like bullied and I was a real loner in school. I didn't have a lot of friends. And it's funny because it
0: has nothing to do with your personality.
1: I know. Literally. Like Like, it has nothing to do with how you
0: like you could be the best friend and have a wonderful life and still not have one leg and not have middle fingers. Like you could still be a wonderful, amazing person. It doesn't take away from that.
1: Yeah, And so I think that was really like frustrating because like I wanted friends and like I wanted to have friends, but also um, you know, I have ADHD too. So that, you know, on top of the leg and the hand thing that also just made me socially awkward too. So it was like, I had all these things against me. And so growing up, I think like whatever, like school I was at, like, I only had like one or two friends that like were actually my friends, you know, and everyone else. I I think the best way to like, describe how it is to like grow up with, my disability and like I'm sure for other people too is that like everyone knows who you are but no one knows who you are you know
0: wow wow that is powerful everyone (laughs) knows who you are because you're the girl who has x y and z or is a certain thing but no one knows who you are for real because they're defining you by an external thing and not internal
1: Exactly. A hundred percent. And so honestly, like growing up most of my life, I just kind of felt like a zoo animal. I felt like I was like an exhibit, you know, everyone's just staring at me. It's Mm -hmm. like, and especially like, as like schools got bigger and bigger, like high school and stuff, I could just feel everyone like staring at me and it was just so... It's just very like uncomfortable sometimes because like I'm just trying to live my life. I'm just trying to do. And like also like I'm going through all the like awkward puberty stages that you guys are too, you know, but I have a worse time with it Mm because y'all are staring at me and making me uncomfortable about it you know and so i think you know now today how i handle is i just don't give a shit like you know (laughs) i i live my life the way i want to and you know i i still only have two friends but they're the best friends ever and so and i think me keeping my circle small has really helped um because i think you know just with everyone like constantly like staring and making comments and there's just so many like disgenuine people out mm-hmm. there and so um crap my ADHD I forgot where I was going with that. You're great.
0: <laughs> I'll jump in, don't worry. I got okay. this. <laughs> don't worry, you're doing great. So, you grew up in Texas?
1: I actually grew up in California. Um so when I was adopted, I came to California and we lived in Orange County pretty much my entire life. And um I went to Shriners Hospital in Los Angeles and they gave me, they very graciously gave me legs for free up until I was 18. So wow. luckily, like me and my It could be
0: expensive, right?
1: Oh my God, yes. You're talking to
0: someone who has no knowledge of this world.
1: So the leg I have right now, um, it's about $60,000.
0: Be- is it made out of gold? What What is it?
1: I wish it was. <laughs> it's <laughs> more than my car. Like, it's crazy.
0: But it, wh- the- What is it made out of That that makes it, or what is-
1: what, uh, so it's um, it's called a microprocessor knee, and so basically microprocessors have computers in them, and so they run off of a battery, and they basically just kind of keep track of everything that has to do with like walking and all that stuff. So pressure
0: knows... rhythm, yeah, gait.
1: and it knows like where I am in a step, how many steps I've taken. Um, so it moves it... for you not really moves for you, but just kind of helps. So like, if I like start to like trip or fall, the knee will like sense that and it'll actually slow down so I can catch myself and not fall on my face. (laughs) Like,
0: like your brain's connection to your knee, your left knee.
1: Yeah. Basically it kind of acts like that for me. Yeah. The nervous system, basically. Basically. Yeah. That is
0: so cool. Okay. No wonder it's so expensive
1: yeah but also like it shouldn't be that expensive and insurance cover insurance
0: doesn't cover that i'm guessing
1: um i mean i so this leg is it'll be six years old in october the warranty goes out at five years so i'm like it's really scary for me because like i'm like actually having to think about like oh like i need a new leg soon like because once this one caputs, like you know there's no there's no warranty on it anymore like i can't unless i pay out of pocket you know so um, I don't know how insurance is going to cover it. And I know that a lot of insurances don't cover these kinds of devices because they are so expensive. And that's really, it's really a big problem with just kind of like the medical wor- world, mm-hmm. because I shouldn't have to pay $60,000 in order to walk, to walk. You know? a basic, Especially a basic thing than- of life. Yeah. And like, especially when I didn't choose this, you know, I didn't choose to have to have my leg not be there, you know,
0: voluntary surgery.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And so it's definitely a huge, huge problem that a lot of amputees face. And that's why I feel like so many amputees are, you know, in wheelchairs without legs because they just can't afford them. And my leg gives me so much freedom and I can do anything I want. Anything that two-leggers can do, I can do because of my prosthetic. But if I don't have it, then I'm stuck.
0: Yeah. Literally, you ride yeah. horses. Literally, you I ride do. horses. <laughs> right? So, uh, right, and you're yeah. trying to get to the Paralympics, like you said, which is really cool. One of the, the beauties, and I just want to promote the Paralympics for a second, you know, the Olympics are really exciting. I'm actually wearing a USA hat just for fun. Not not because of you, but I don't know. I have it. It's and I was. I, love I, it. Watched, you know, I watched I watched the LFG, you know, documentary with Megan Rapino, and I don't know, I'm just feeling very proud of being American right now. Yes.
1: Yeah, so the you know,
0: everyone gets so pumped for the Olympics. Yeah. I always try to watch at least something for the Paralympics because I think it's so amazing for me as someone who is born fully fingered. I don't even know the right PC word to say.
1: Like uh able-bodied.
0: Able-bodied. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, able-bodied that it makes me help one it helps me appreciate the world that i have and two it helps me appreciate the diversity of how people get through challenges no matter what their body structure is no matter what they are or don't have that they still can be successful in life and it makes me so inspired do you feel on that note that you have a very popular account on social media and i was very surprised you actually answered me so i'm very happy thank you um (laughs) Do you feel sometimes maybe either a responsibility or a burden to be the voice for the um, the people who might be amputees or have disabilities in that way, even though I don't like that word disability, I know it's a very loaded word. Yeah. Um, but how do you kind of balance that? Because I know you post a lot of pictures of modeling and all these things where you're showing off yourself in all its glory and confidence and amazingness. So is that is that a hard balance to do to be that person on social media, to be the face of things sometimes?
1: Honestly, I don't think so because one, I really enjoy myself. <laughs> um, I mean, like I, I enjoy, like I enjoy modeling and I don't think that it should be limited to, you know, six feet size zero women, you know, with Amen. huge boots and a great ass, you know, I think that anyone should and can do it, you know? And so I don't think, I don't see it as like a responsibility. I just see it as sharing my life, you know? And I think that by sharing my life, others will see that I'm just like them. I just, my body parts are a little different, you know? I'm missing a few things, but that's okay. That doesn't make me any less beautiful. It doesn't make me any less of a quote unquote model because I don't think I am, but thank you. (laughs) Um, And so I, um, while my social media has gotten really big, Um, and I, I do like social media for a few reasons, because especially on TikTok, you know, people have so many questions about how do you do this? How Mm -hmm. does this work? You know? And so it's really fun being able to educate people and be like, yeah, I can do this too. I might just do it a little differently than you, you know, it's not a big deal. I still do it. And so, um, for me, it's not a responsibility per se, but it's a privilege, you know, that that I get to share my life with others and kind of like open their eyes to like, hey, like some of us are different, but we're still human. We're still just like you, you know? And I feel like people, when they see others with disabilities, they think like, oh, their life is they must like feel so bad about their life or they must not do anything with their life or, you know, things like that. And like, that's not true at all. That's true for some people. Definitely. Like, I know a few amputees that are so down and out about life and like that sucks. And I wish that, you know, I could help them to like, see that like life is so much more than, you know, what people think of you um, or what you think of yourself, even like negatively. And I think that all just comes down to like mindset and stuff like that. But yeah i I really love sharing on social media. And I am glad that my uh, my accounts have gotten pretty big because I feel like the more of us, you know, that do it, the more normalized it will be. And it's been really hard to kind of like, combat with social media because like especially on TikTok oh my god I get like flagged for everything like I can post a video in a bikini and it'll get like flagged for like adult nudity but then like I can scroll and see like a girl like pretty much naked and like nothing you know and it's just like it's really like that can be discouraging at times just because I'm like well, if she can do it, why can't I? You know, like there's nothing different, and so things like that are definitely like what I feel like kind of um, passionate about, and that like we need to like get rid of. And I feel the only thing that like has brought this upon. All of us is like, you know, media and like stuff like that, because they make us out to be these like, you know, scary monsters or like the weird people, you know, and that's not true at all. And so it's unfortunate that media has painted just such this backward picture of us. So now it's like people like me and others have to like rise up and be like, hey, no, that's like a false representation. That's not us at all. And so it's, 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 it's fun, but it's also, it can be discouraging at times when things like that happen.
0: There's a lot of emotion in that, in that sigh right there. You got that out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cleansing breath, you know? And I think it's amazing that you're doing that because there's like famous people like Amy Purdy, Right. Who, who always post about the ups and downs of her not having – I think she doesn't have two legs. And, yeah. And the the struggles and the surgeries and the back and forth and all the ups and downs of being a Paralympic gold medalist. Yeah. And all those things. And, and we just sit there – I sit there in awe watching you and other people. But the crazy thing is, is that you can do everything. Yeah. What are some assumptions that people have of things that you can't do that you're like, um, yeah, I can.
1: Oh, man. Um, literally pretty much everything. People are literally like, oh, can you can you swim? Like, how do you go to the bathroom? How do you how do you have sex? Like, how do you like how do you like do it? It's literally anything. And it's just so disheartening to think that like me and others are just so negated against society that people don't even think we can do simple everyday tasks like everyone else. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> in the world we
0: live in today with the technology we have, everyone can do anything
1: literally even Literally people
0: with can... no legs can drive
1: yes because they oh have toggles God.
0: and things like that on the of uh, for you to be able to take control of the car in a responsible way
1: wait exactly right and it doesn't We're mean that you exactly. can't
0: right it's yeah. so amazing the technology we have today because 30 40 50 years ago it wasn't as easy or wasn't Definitely it's not, not it wasn't not that it's easy it wasn't as accessible yeah, I did a, or even
1: in, Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> no,
0: no, I, I did a study in grad school. Um, we had a project to change policies in the society. And I picked a policy about the access of accessibility to all buildings and streets. And the mm-hmm. fact that a lot of places in the in, in today, in America, in the country... Now, this study, I, I did the research back in 2014, 15. Okay. So back then, it was... It was such a hard policy to even talk about and deal with about creating access to buildings and streets that not every street has a ramp or not every or a lower um, curb, curb yeah, or uh, into buildings, right? It's automatically putting roadblocks in front of anyone to be able to get in. If they like, for example, uh, you don't live in New York, but New York City, Right. The subway system, there are only certain train stations and train stops that have handicap accessible um, trains. So really? if you want That's to get crazy. to a certain street, you have, might have to go 10 or 15 blocks above or below that street just so you can get out and in of a train.
1: That's so insane. I've actually been in New York and I've been on the subway system and I, I think there were the subway that whatever one I wanted, there were like only stairs and like, yeah. Leslie like I can do stairs, but yes. I was like, "Bang!" like, yes. What are, what are people in wheelchairs supposed yep. to do or people that have a harder time walking than I do, you know? Yeah. So that- I
0: actually was, I remember once being at a train and a woman got off and she was in a wheelchair and she was so disheartened and so frustrated because she couldn't get to her stop and she had some important meeting and she had to wait for another train because she couldn't get up to the main level of the street, of street level. Yeah. So that triggered my thought process when I was it was in the middle of grad school. I saw that I said this needs to change. I didn't yeah. change anything. The research wasn't do something about it. It was write a paper on this on the policies. And it's very yeah. disheartening and sad because you don't realize when you're able bodied, you don't realize the struggles of people who might not have it as easy or were born differently.
1: Yeah, 100%. We
0: take it so for granted that we could just go up the stairs or we can go into a building because it has stairs. Yeah. Right. Just think for a second for someone who is able bodied. Imagine they took all the stairs away and you had to jump into the building because it was accessed from the street. Like that would be impossible. You'd go, why are there not stairs? So same thing goes. Why are there there not ramps? ramps? (laughs) Same concept. It's the same thing. So when I saw your account, I'm like, I got to talk to you. Like, you're just, you're (laughs) you're just so powerful. You know, what are some things that you have found difficult that we might not have realized?
1: Oh, man. Um, you know, I think it just kind of like ebbs and flows. Cause like right now, like there's nothing like predominantly like difficult. Like I feel like I conquer pretty much everything. You work out,
0: you ride horses, you live live your life, you you cook, you do things, (laughs) you drive, you're back and forth. You're living your life.
1: Yeah. And so I think it was definitely a lot harder, like growing up and trying to like learn all this stuff. Obviously now as an adult, like I'm pretty like, I can like pretty much figure it out. But definitely when I was so when I was younger, um, I actually had what are called mechanical knees. And so those are just basically like, they're the worst knees ever <laughs> and but the the way they work is that they're basically just like kind of like these like gears i guess and so they're all free swinging so there's no resistance on them so at any point when you're walking it could just buckle underneath you and then you would fall and there's no way to catch yourself and so and with those knees like i couldn't go up and downstairs as easily I, as i do now like mm-hmm. i couldn't like it was really, really difficult. I couldn't like running. I would like trip several times and mm-hmm. fall several times. And so that was definitely discouraging. But I mean, as far as like learning how to do hard things, like I had my family and they kind of like backed off and like, let me figure it out for myself. And I think that really helped me because, and it's so weird, like, because I was adopted, like obviously my entire family is like able-bodied and like they've You know, I'm the only MVT in my family, and so, but it was really nice just be able to like look look at something and be like, okay, like how can I make this work for myself? You know, because like obviously able-bodied people are going to do it differently than I do, and I'm not an able-bodied person, so I can't do it the way that normal people do. And so, definitely when I was younger, it was harder. to like learn how to do things and how my body compensates for the loss of a limb, you know? And so, and now as an adult, you know, I, I mean, if I want to do something, I can figure it out in a heartbeat. Like it's not Amazing.
0: hard. By the way, that's first of all, just kudos to your family to to adopt someone who is maybe not the, the, the vision of what they might've expected, Yeah. but still embrace with love and empathy and give a household. And then on top of it, actually do an amazing parenting thing, which is called stepping back. Right, <laughs> All parents should be doing that. All parents, I'm, you hear this here, all parents should step back and let their kids learn how to conquer the world. Because, yeah. you know, I have a daughter. If I do every little bit for her, if I help her, it doesn't mean I'm not there to watch and make sure she's safe. But yeah. for example, she gets on the couch on and off by herself. She's two. She knows how to do that because she did it herself and fell off and then got back on. Of course, I was there to catch her if she fell off on her head first. Thank (laughs) God she's never gotten hurt. But it was that she learned learned how to climb up on her own. Not me constantly lifting her up and putting her down, lifting her up and taking her off. It was her conquering that on her own. And that is healthy parenting. So kudos to your family for stepping back and not feeling the need to overcompensate because of maybe some of the limitations that you were born with, but it doesn't mean you have to be limited. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things, right. When we talked before we got on is the, the the message that I want to get across in this thing, in this episode is that you are not limited by any physical limitation or mental limitation It is what you do with that to conquer the world. You do not have to be limited by anything. It's all how hard you try and what you put into the world. You know, I can't ride a horse. And I have two <laughs> legs. You can, and you are killing it, right? Thank you. I can't model, and you are. right? I don't know how to model. The only modeling face I know is Blue Steel from Zoolander. Other than that, oh I got God. no. I got no modeling world with me, and that's okay. I am okay with that. But there are things that you can do that I can't, and it makes you great, and it makes me great for the things that I can do. And the, the, yeah, the biggest thing that I hate, I hate in this world is how much we hate on others, right? This word, yeah. the other people, whether it's racism, religion. We're not going to talk about politics, I promise, but this idea of lack of understanding of the people who are other in the world who might not look like the quote unquote norm. And we need to break that down and stop it because there's no one normal, you know,
1: exactly. And especially today in like 2021, like the world is so divided on so many different things and uh, one of them being like disabled people versus able-bodied people, and you know that that's really hard, more for us than for them, obviously, because we're the one experiencing the discrimination and the hatred and the you know all that kind of stuff. I, I didn't know
0: that. Down. I didn't know that was so so um, a hot topic today. Can you talk about that?
1: Um, I mean, for sure. I, mean, I I
0: know it as it's always been something where it's comparison. I, I I've I've I'm aware of that. That it's a comparison of the able-bodied. Versus everyone else, but why is it it really gotten to a point where it's that extreme right now?
1: I mean, I think just like coupled with like everything else going on in the world, yes, because I think that that's just like it's just like one more dig to make at a person, right? Like, oh, you have this, 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 and you're also disabled, like you know, like you're even, and so it's really it's really hard sometimes, like have to face that every day, you know, but. Just so gotta keep on pushing
0: through. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're like I got this. And exactly. I think the biggest thing is is how you view yourself. Right, sitting across from you on this video, I feel confident.
1: Oh yeah, like I feel the good. confidence.
0: <laughs> like I feel the confidence coming through the video, even though we're, the video is not going to come out. We're only doing audio. Don't worry. Um, but that that comes through because it's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and be proud. However yeah. you show up that day, whatever you can and can't do that day. Just be proud of it. Embrace it. Embrace the suck of life. Embrace the journey of life. Embrace the success. And yeah. that comes no matter what your body looks like or what skin tone you have, no matter what religion you have. Things suck in the world. And yeah. some days are going to be really hard and you might be made fun of, you might be hated on, might be pushed down from the world. But yeah. it doesn't mean that you internally can't have a way where you look at this yourself in the mirror and go, damn, I got this. Yeah. And, and that's the power. That is the power of you. That is the power of anyone. And I think... When I look at your account and I look at what you talk about and how you bring that, that's the biggest thing that comes through is you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, and I'm sure it's on every day. And I'm sure you have moments <laughs> where you have doubts and you're frustrated and I'm sure because you're not perfect and that's okay and that's wonderful sure. and, and that's amazing. But I'm sure there are more, more days than not where you look at it and you're like, I can do this because I've showed oh. myself I can. And the biggest thing uh, is trying 100%. and pushing past that fear. You got to push past the fear.
1: And also not being afraid of, like, failure. And I think the thing that a lot of people don't understand is that, like, I'm going through the same things that you are, but I also have this, like, obstacle called no leg, you know? And so, like, I'm it's even worse for me. And so... You know and that goes to like dating and friendship i was gonna
0: ask about that the social life, life
1: in general um and so like i'm i'm still human i'm so i still have all the same emotions you do i go through all the same things you do and it's like people see disabled people as like oh well like know they're disabled so they don't have a life they don't you know they don't have the same things that I go through they don't blah 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 they don't do this they don't do that I'm like yes we do like we're still normal human beings we're just so different
0: um what is it like for you and of course if it's a too touchy topic let me know what is it like when it comes to social life like regarding uh, maybe first impressions or when you're in a romantic or intimate relationship
1: so it's it can be interesting um I I think most people's like first impression of me is really positive because I am like a really confident person and I'm generally a really happy person and really pot like, you know, and so but it can, I feel like for me, especially, I have a really hard time, especially like in the dating world. You know because i've grown up with one leg i unfortunately you know uh, tend to seek out validation from others and usually that's men um but men are trash and pieces of shit um and Thank you. so you know <laughs> sorry not you but <laughs> all the ones i apparently am into but and you know that has definitely like affected my dating life to the point where it's not like i don't even like the idea of a relationship like doesn't even sound like realistic to me almost. So I have been very much into just kind of like the casual sex kind of thing, you know, cause that's easy, you know, there's no emotion involved. And, and so that's kind of been what I have like gone towards because also with that, that's easy to get like that instant, like validation, instant gratification, you know, you're just doing sex. They love your body, Da da da. you know, but then, you know, the idea of like a relationship scares me. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, like someone's going to have to like deal with me and, and, and my disability, you know, and it's a very real thing to deal with every day. Like, it's not easy. And like, I have my bad days, like they're far and few between, but you know, when I have them, like, oof, like they're not fun for me or for my partner, you know? And so it makes me really, it makes it really hard to want to kind of like pursue anything with anyone. And so for, and that's been a really hard mindset to break kind of, and it's like, anytime I like see someone I'm like, Ooh, I want to fuck you. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. I just want to like, you know, I just want that validation, that gratification. And so I think definitely growing up with a disability that has, you know, definitely kind of, what's the right word, like damaged that part of me, you know? And not that I haven't had successful relationships, you know, Um, I've had, I mean, I've had toxic relationships and I've had like healthy relationships too, you know, and, and that's the thing we all have, we've all been there, you know? And so, but I think for me, it's just a little harder because, you know, with, I don't know, men are trash, but, (laughs) and like, I, I feel like men see me not as a person, and and so that's also hard to combat with too you know and a lot of men don't go for one-legged girls you know they go for two-leggers and I totally get that like I'm better than most of them but that's okay like you're missing out but (laughs) I love
0: that (laughs) sass
1: but you know it's um and so that's been hard to like combat and so you know a big thing for me now is that I'm 24 and I'm like, dang, like I want to, I'm ready to get married. You know, I'm ready to find the love of my life and settle down and do all that stuff. But it's so hard for me to like make that connection with someone because I'm like, well, like, do they really like me or are they just trying to make me feel better about myself? Cause they feel sorry for me. I'm like, oh God, the amount of fucking pity dates I've been on ridiculous and it's just it's it's a little sickening honestly like yeah, why sure. like why do men even bother at that point you know like why like you didn't have to do that you know and yet you chose to be a piece of shit and do it anyways you know and so that's something that i have really struggled with and so because of that now you know i just i don't trust people i don't like people i tend to stick to myself and you know the two friends that i have and so it's definitely, it's definitely hindered my dating life a lot in that kind of regard.
0: And, and the interesting thing is that a lot of women go through that, whether they have a disability or don't.
1: Exactly. Right? There's just
0: now an extra layer underneath all those feelings of being rejected, of maybe being used, maybe having those, those kind of interactions, toxic relationships. I know as a therapist, I work with a lot of women who have those feelings about men. And yeah. one of the reasons they come to a male therapist is to have a positive relationship with a man to understand maybe the ins and outs of a positive, healthy interaction that they not that didn't get. And we're, yeah. and, and as humans, we're always looking for validation, right? We're always looking for that gratification and and a feeling of 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 greatness. Yeah. Right? Maybe, i.e. you should be the bachelorette, you know, change that world, you know?
1: I know, maybe. Uh ABC (laughs) or whatever you're
0: on. Listen, Bachelorette.
1: I actually, I applied for a dating show back in May and I got a call back the day after my birthday. So, or Monday, the Monday after my birthday. And so I think I have a really good chance. But like, I'm not going to like try to like, you know.
0: Well, I think you'd be a great fit for Bachelorette because you'd get a lot more hype and and fame and uh, people seeing you for what you truly are, which is great and wonderful, kind, caring, and a human being. And that's really all that matters. Um, so for the people who may be struggling with their disabilities, what are one or two things you can kind of give them as a, a power source or a strength for them to hear if they didn't listen to anything else in the episode um, so that they can kind of take that with them in their daily life?
1: I think the biggest thing for me is that like, I, I have to be the one to validate myself, you know, and I, I listened to this song. Um, I don't know who it's by shoot, Um, It's called I am. And it's that song. Like I am healthy. I'm wealthy. I'm rich. I am that bitch. Like, I love songs like that. Cause they just get me like so hyped up. They make me feel so like, confident. And sometimes like, that's what you need. You need like your own little anthem to be like, yes, girl, you got this, you know? And, you know, I think slowly after time, like once you change your mindset to kind of like, you know, like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. Like, I got, like, you know, like, and the only people, like the only thing that can tear you down is yourself. You know, like people are going to say what they're going to say. They're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to think what they're going to think but it's you know you just can't let that affect you and i know that's like really really hard and you know it's hard for me too because you know i i do care about what people think unfortunately you know and you know even though there're strangers or people that have no relevance to my life and so that can definitely be like hard to combat but i think once you work on that just kind of like over and over again, you know, then you just be like, I'm confident. Like I got this, you know, and I think that's really helped me a lot just kind of to embrace like who I am as a person and all that kind of stuff. And then the second thing I think would be um to like, not be afraid to fail at things and to try new things. I am always looking to try new things. I mean, that's how I got into horseback riding. Then I was like, wow, I really enjoy this. And am like, wow, I'm like I'm actually kind of good at it, you know? And so I feel like so many people that are amputees or disabled in general, like they're just so, you know, afraid to try because of what people will think or do or, you know, anything like that. And like, the thing is, is that like, this is your life. Like you you are in complete control and like those people are not. So if you want to try skydiving or ax throwing or laser tag or horseback riding, like go for it. Like there's no one stopping you except yourself. And I think the, the kind of lie that we believed is that other people are stopping us from doing this stuff. And that's not true at all. It's, it's all you, you know? And so once you make that connection and like that, like click happens that like, Oh my God, like I can do it. You know, then I think you can live a more enjoyable life and like, yeah, you're still going to have people that will say, you know, things or you know, do shitty things, but like at the end of the day, like they don't matter, you know? Only the real people in your life that care about you matter. And and so I think that's why I just have so few people in my life because so many times like people that I thought did care about me, you know, in the end, people are going to show their true colors, right? And so, and it's not about, you know, if they disappoint you, it's a matter of when they disappoint you, you know? And I feel like as an amputee, you really get to see people for who they are a lot faster than other people. Cause I feel like people can be like super fake and da da da, you know? And so, but with being disabled, like people, are they going to treat you like a human or they're not, you know? And at some point there's a breaking point and, you know, that breaking point is going to happen and you're going to see people for who they really are. And honestly, most of the time people suck. And it's honestly better to just cut ties anyways, and just focus on you.
0: Well, I love that very much. Um, and just so you know, you're now part of the Dude Therapist family. So uh, Yay! You know, that's, <laughs> that's just okay. now you're stuck with us. I'm sorry. So uh, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you, reach you, get in contact with you?
1: So you can find me on Instagram um, at Aquine. At, um, a L C E Q U I N E, and then you can find me uh, there on TikTok too. But there's an underscore at the end of it because my other one got banned because TikTok sucks. Um, <laughs> and then also on YouTube, it's Alcia Aquine, which I do have more videos coming out. I've been I broke my arm in March, and so I just kind of got into like this lull, and so I'm finally coming out of it. We're coming back. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I I really do enjoy social media just for the the fact that I do. get Get to share about my life, and that you know others do get to see that. Like, hey, like I go out, I have fun, like I'm just like you. So that's where you can find me.
0: Amazing! Thank you so much for setting the time today. I really appreciate that.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that and being able to share my story with others.
0: It was amazing. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Thank you so much to listening to this week's episode of The Dude Therapist, and it only is happening because of you, the listeners, tuning in every week, even twice a week, to this show all about mental health, relationships, and wellness topics, and really, let's be honest, everything in between. And I'm so excited to show up every time and having great guests. So thank you. And if you have any questions, concerns, ideas, collaborations, email me at thedudetherapist at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at thedudetherapist. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know your ideas. I can't wait to hear from you. And if you can go along, subscribe, rate, review on all the streaming sites that you're listening on. I truly appreciate it because that's what make this thing happen. So thanks for tuning in this week. And see you next time on the Dude Therapist podcast, so we've got more guests and more great content coming your way.